0: This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. The land on which I am lucky enough to raise my son always was and always will be Aboriginal land. This episode is brought to you by Our Pilates, an online platform with over 150 physio-led Pilates classes. Keep listening to learn how you can receive a free month of access to Our Pilates.
1: I've always just had this drive to to work. And so that became really complex when I had babies. Feeling like a failure because I can't just feel happy that I get to hang out with him all day. It just didn't feel satisfying to me. In the same vein, I'd never loved anything more in my life. I think I've become really good at just like getting perspective in motherhood. Whatever you wanna do, you need to find something that you love to do outside of being a mum because your kids need that. And then their kids
0: leave and they feel lost and sad and attached. An hour in conversation with Amy Pearson feels a lot like a session with a business coach, which comes as no surprise given she splits her professional time between brand design, education and mentoring. She's incredibly knowledgeable when it comes to her work. But more than that, she's generous and honest when it comes to making work work alongside parenting. She's a mother of two. She's the founder of Sun Mother Studio and Birth My Business, and she's deeply passionate about helping mothers make money while finding purpose in their work. Here, she talks us through the pivots that have led to the thriving, meaningful career that she has today, her experience with postnatal anxiety and depression, the struggle that is navigating pregnancy alongside motherhood and career, and the importance of finding something outside of being a mother, even if just for an hour or two. I'm Lucinda, this is Ready or Not, and here is the sharp and soulful Amy Pearson. I originally
1: studied graphic design at uni when I just finished high school. So that's kind of where it begins, I think. Um, I was always creative minded, and that was sort of the trajectory that I was planning on taking. And then I did so many different things along the way. I think I worked for other people in graphic design jobs and many different sort of areas. I did marketing, I did graphic design, I did social media management um, for other businesses generally. And then I was always doing photography on the side because I'd been a photographer most of my life and I sort of started making an income through that. Eventually, I I realised that I wanted to have my own thing and not work for other people, but I always found it really difficult to take that leap. It was like, I don't know, it's funny looking back because now looking back with kids and sort of all of this baggage, It's so much more difficult to do things like take a leap now, Mm. but I have the sort of courage to do that now since becoming a mum. But back then I was just terrified. I needed to, I've always had this um, drive to make my own money. And I know like, I guess a lot of people can say that, but I've I've never wanted to ever rely on anyone else for supporting me. Mm. So I've always been really driven to be a high income earner. And it's taken a long time to get to that place. And it wasn't really until I really dove into owning my own business that that became possible for me to actually make an income that was sort of better than what I could do working for other people. And I feel like I went on a bit of a tangent there, but yeah, that, I guess the, no, I the, love that the journey was, I've always been a designer. That's kind of where it started. Um, and I've sort of done various design jobs throughout my whole career, which has been about um, 13 or 14 years now. So yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> I guess that's it. I mean, yeah. And then of course there's the motherhood journey that comes into it, but I feel like there'll be a question there. So I'm
0: hesitant to dive into that. Absolutely there will. So when does motherhood enter the picture for you and what are you up to at that stage career wise? Yeah, so
1: I think I moved to Melbourne after I got married when I was about 24 and 25. And um, when I moved to Melbourne, I was working for companies like Loving Earth, the chocolate company, doing like graphic design work and social media management, marketing sort of things. And I worked for various companies um, for a few years down there and then eventually sort of stayed in one job for a few years doing editing and marketing. And then... I had like you know a stable income a full-time job i was pretty happy there i had friends and it was it was comfortable but i always wanted to leave and do my own thing and i found it really hard to like i said take that leap but then when i got pregnant i just i just knew that that would be my ticket out And I didn't know how I would do it because I had no savings. I had no, I didn't have enough of an income to like put enough money aside for that to be a safety Mm. net. So I didn't really have anything to fall back on. Um, In saying that, Brian Eno, I don't know if you know Brian Eno, he's a musician and a producer. He's, he always said, um, don't have a safety net because that's the thing that will prevent you from actually being like diving into the thing that you're passionate about. I love that. And I think, you know, that was always in the back of my mind because my husband's a big fan of his, but yeah, that just becoming pregnant just made me, I don't know, I I think it was after having the baby, I just Mm -hmm. immediately realized I can't go back. And it took Mm -hmm. me, I think, like going on maternity leave, I just got the government, standard government maternity leave, which is not long enough. And I think I still wasn't fully, I mean, it takes a long time to recover, I guess, depending on the birth you have, but it took me a long time to get to a place where I felt ready to go back into normal mm. life but I was ready to work um on my own projects I always felt that drive mm. so, so you I were just... sort of
0: excited to get back into an office but you no. wanted to do something yeah yeah yes yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: so I couldn't I couldn't bear the idea of leaving him mm. I know that not everyone feels that way but I had I had postpartum depression and anxiety but it wasn't um this the the sort of depression and anxiety that makes me not want to be with my baby. It was like the opposite. It was like, it was so hard and he was a really difficult baby, but I didn't trust anyone else to like tend to his needs. And I knew that he needed a lot because he did and he still sort of does. Um, and because of that, I wanted to just be present for him as much mm. as I could. And I think that tear, like the te- the tear the the sort of juggle between that and also having this real passion for wanting to be creative and dive into my ideas that I had Mm -hmm. so many of was so hard but that gave me the courage to just go you know what I've been I had a so I had a photo business at the time and I was making a decent amount of money on the side but obviously during maternity leave you can't work so I wasn't doing anything at that time and I just thought you know what I've been getting inquiries. Maternity leave's nearly over. I'm just going to go all in and I just I just handed in my resignation letter. So they were like, "Okay, when are you coming back?" And I just sent them this letter <laughs> and was like, "No, nah, I'm not coming sorry. back." And like looking back, they did not treat me well, so I felt so good at being able to be yeah. like, "I don't need you. I can do yes. this by myself." I remember the feeling it was like I felt sick, but I felt like screaming. I was so excited, mm. you know, just the freedom and the possibility of what could come.
0: It's really interesting the way you sort of, I don't know if this is how you'd put it, but this is how I feel. It's almost like you're finally ready to back yourself in for the first time of your life. You're like, well, yes. I now have a baby and it's more, it's about more than just me. So my yeah. my decisions almost matter more.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. It's mm. like, I know that if I, and I'm not like, this is not to say that this is the wrong way to do it but I know that I couldn't put him in daycare for myself personally that early and go and work in an office. I just couldn't do it. It just physically made me feel sick. And we had no support. We had no family close by, no real like old friends close by. We had like a new community and there were some really beautiful people there that were sort of helpful, but there was no one we could rely on. And so if he was sick or if I was sick, there would be no help. And mm. I just couldn't do it it was just too Mm. hard so and you know my my partner and I like I've always been the sort of driven income earner in our relationship and he's an incredible musician and he's you know also like really great at house stuff he does a lot of the house stuff now as a dad um but I've always just had this like I said earlier drive to to work and so that became really complex when I had babies because all of a sudden it was like I can't hand over the pregnancy or the breastfeeding or anything else to you, even though you're quite capable of taking over, you know, anything you need to, but I also need to work. And it just all became such a mess. So that was another reason I just went, look, if I need to, I know that I, like I have, I guess, belief in myself, but it was hard to have enough of it to take the leap. But I think, becoming a mother really was the pivotal turning point where I thought if I don't believe in myself like no one else is going to so Mm. I need to just make it happen now because this is like my chance and coming off the maternity leave it was like the future just looked so open-ended like I could really just take it wherever I wanted to rather than I'll just go back to this job and see if I can make it work because it wouldn't have worked I wouldn't have been able to do anything else it would have just consumed my life.
0: And did it surprise you how tethered you felt to him if you I guess had been this very driven career woman prior? Were you quite surprised that you're like, oh no, I'm not ready for daycare and all those sorts of things?
1: I don't know. It's funny because I always wanted to be a mum. Like I I always knew I wanted a family and I wanted a big family and I wanted like kids in my life. And I never really imagined not having them around. Like I never my sister Mm. had kids before me. She's 14 years older than me. Um, And my brother had, he's 10 years older, had kids before me too. And so I've always been around kids and I've always just sort of seen them as like a a really essential part of life for me personally. And so I never imagined putting them in daycare because my sister didn't do that, but she was in a traditional relationship where her partner was working full-time and she was just stay-at-home mom. And so was my mom. My dad worked full-time. She was a stay-at-home mom. So I'm the only one that's flipped the script in my family. And I think that's, um strange for everybody including me but I can't see it any other way like I just I'm not made to be a stay at home mum without work mm.
0: so I had to make
1: it work um mm. but I also yeah I never imagined sending the kids off too early in saying that, they're at daycare now, and so it changes, I think, as they get older. Like, you realise that there's benefits as well to daycare.
0: Definitely. I couldn't have sent my son at 18 weeks, which is the government leave, yeah, and I yeah. was lucky that I had an extra three months of full pay from my work, which if they yep. didn't, I would have had to, I guess, send him earlier. But there's no way I could have at that age, so I totally mm. resonate with that. And I think I'm quite similar to you in that motherhood was always a really big priority for me, but also work has been to – so yeah. I really resonate with what you just said. So, what was it like setting up working for yourself? And I assume around that government leave end period in your postpartum, like you're probably not even five months into your postpartum then.
1: Yeah. Um. I, I, as I said, I had postpartum anxiety and depression. So, I and I don't think I even really comprehended that at the time. I just thought this is freaking so hard. I remember talking about it online and. Um, and I started a podcast quite early because I was just so lost and confused and I felt like the only one who felt like that. It, it There wasn't as much dialogue about um, the struggles of motherhood online four years ago. Um, I mean, it's blossoming now, which is incredible and really validating. But back then I just felt like, is it this freaking hard for everyone or is it just mm. me? Because I'm feeling like a failure because I can't, feel just happy in that I have this like healthy, happy baby. And I can't just feel happy that I get to hang out with him all day. It just didn't feel satisfying to me in In the same vein. Like I was obsessed with him and yeah. he was the, I'd never loved anything more in my life. So it's not um, a lack of love.
0: But there's no one saying that both those things can be true.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I think finding the time to, or not finding the time, I guess, forcing the time is more how I would put it to work, which really was when my partner got home. Cause at the time he was working full time, I begged him to stop working one day a week. I was mm. like, please just go down to four days. Please ask them because I really need time to work and I can't just do weekends. And so he eventually went down to four days, which was amazing and it's funny now looking back because he doesn't work at the moment he does music teaching in the afternoons but it's not like a huge amount of work so he's around a lot which is great for me um but yeah he so he took some time off and I just really threw myself into the business I was a photographer at the time so I wasn't practicing design I left my job and I was like I'm just gonna go fully into photography because I'm getting really good at it and I've got like a ton of clients and I wasn't charging enough, but I decided I'm putting my prices up and I'm just going to take this thing, you know, seriously. And I, I hate the word hustle, but I literally hustled for, I think probably a year, half a year to a year. And I booked out a whole year ahead and I could see, like I had some software where I could see like the income over the coming Mm. year. I could see that I'd done it and I'd booked it out. And like, there was invoices that were due across the year. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of myself. This is amazing. I also took a a course a bit i'm obsessed with like upskilling and self-development and i took like a business course back then that was the first one i took and that was a huge investment it was like a thousand dollars which
0: doesn't seem like much now but um back then it, it was is a bit. lot especially when you're starting was, to work yeah and navigating yeah. And being a parent
1: yeah but it was a huge like investment in myself because that gave me some extra confidence and skills that i could seriously do this thing and so that's sort of how I, I looked at my experience of being a proper business owner. And I think that's sort of the turning point there where I went, look, I really believe in myself. I'm investing in myself, even though money's really tight. And and then I guess we got to like, I still remember it was March. My son was turning one the following month. And I was like, I went to a photo shoot. I drove to a photo shoot. I did like a, a I was doing product photography and like um, lifestyle shoots and stuff. So I was doing this big product shoot, um, for a company and I had the best day and I hired these models and like, we had a really incredible time together and I just felt like free. I just had Mm. this time without a kid. And I felt like for the first time, this is
0: what it's all for.
1: Yeah. Like this is, I'm using my creativity in the best way I know how, and I'm having so much fun and the client's really happy and it's just like the best vibe. And I was driving home, um, And my parents called me and they said, we can't come to Dory's birthday next month, which was big for them because my dad had prostate cancer. And I was like, fuck. So he had to have um, surgery and all this stuff. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's all right. I'm going to come up and visit you. You know, it'll be fine. And then I, but I was like, so I was on a high and I could see how like proud I was and how successful I was. And then this kind of bad news came and I was like, oh, that sucks.
0: And then Mm -hmm. like a
1: week later, COVID hit. And it was just like, are you fucking kidding? So I was like, I literally can't even go home and visit my dad. He's sick. Oh. And I and then I thought, oh, it'll just be a short-term thing. It's fine. And then, of course, it just got worse and worse. And I realized all of a sudden that I couldn't do any shoots. They were all canceled. And I had no money. I had no backup. Like I said, no safety net. We were just sort of scraping by on this on this, like, I guess, whim of, okay, I can do this. I believe in myself. I can make money. And then it all just got wiped. And I thought I was, I had a huge breakdown. I was really like, I don't know, it was bad. And I, I think I didn't talk about it a lot because everyone was going through something at that time. And I felt like I, really, I still felt like I was in a privileged position in compared to comparison to other people because my partner was still working, although his job was not enough to sort of support us at the time, paying all the rent we were and everything. Um, but yeah, I felt really like, I don't know, I don't even know the words. So that was so hard. And I think it took me a good couple of months to get over it and pick myself back up and just go, you know what, I just have to pivot. I just have to find a way to do something
0: else. And so what I, did pivoting look like for you? And what was the height of COVID like for someone that it mostly needs to be in person for their work up until yeah. that point?
1: Well, I think it was actually a really great thing in hindsight. Like it was so hard. And I I wouldn't take it back though, because if I hadn't have done even if, if I hadn't have gone through that and experienced that sort of turmoil. I wouldn't have realized that actually I'm quite an introvert and photographing weddings drained the hell out of me. I loved creating those like incredible moments for people. And I really did love so many aspects of it, but it drained me like physically, emotionally, and mentally, The even just the physical, like the heavy cameras on both arms all day, 10 hour days, like a breastfeeding woman. Like it was just, so draining. And so, and then it would take me so long to edit all those photos. and It's
0: a lot of pressure too. Like I saw an Instagram story from a wedding over the weekend where the photographer is literally sprinting down the aisle to get in the shot. And I was like, oh my God, that poor person. I've never thought about that
1: it's so stressful because if you miss a moment especially for people that are like no phones we've got a photographer which helps us in a way because like the photos look better but if you miss a moment that's someone's wedding day like they're never going to get that back so it was so and even just like storing the photos properly and it was so stressful and i just realized like look this was the thing that i was best at at the time and that's why i took on this business And I did really well. And I don't think I was bad at it. I think I was great at it. But I think my skills were better elsewhere. I think I actually was better at what I'm doing now, but I didn't realize it at the time. So the pivot was basically, I have a friend who um, also pivoted and she's also a mum, And she started teaching people how to build WordPress websites. And I was like, hmm, should I do this? Like, It just all of a sudden occurred to me that I wasn't really doing a lot. I was doing the podcast. I was just reading heaps. And at that time, we were getting money from the government if we lost our work. So that was like a huge relief. That was so lucky. Um, So I was surviving and I was a bit lost. And then I thought, I asked her, should I do your course? And she was like, yeah, you should totally. You can make money building WordPress websites. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to do it. And so I invested again. And that was the second thing that I invested in. And it was the same, it was about a thousand dollars. So it was still a lot at the time, but I made that money back in about a month because Mm. I already had this huge extensive design background. I knew design, like the back of my hand, it was something that I was so good at, but I didn't have that confidence in design for some reason. Um, I think just because I was working for other people and they don't appreciate you as much as one-to-one work does. They, they just don't, they just treat you like you're disposable. So you never really understand your skills properly. Um, and also of course, there's a whole side note on the fact that unis don't make you feel like you can run your own business or how to find work. Which is uh, a whole other thing. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I I did this course and I started building websites straight away. And the first person that booked me was that photo shoot that had happened in March. They were like, "Hey, we still don't have a web developer. Do you want to build our website?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure." And so, yep, got paid straight away to start doing that. And then I just all of a sudden realized, how have I not thought of this before? I've been building my own websites um, in other platforms. My whole life for all of the projects and businesses that I've had. And I never realized that other people would want you to do it for them. So mm-hmm. that was like a huge turning point. Um But then eventually through that process, it's been about three years, coming on three years now. And I transitioned very quickly into brand design because building websites, I realized that most people didn't have branding and I would end up basically doing free branding for them just to make their website look good. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing mm -hmm. websites without branding anymore. And then of course that ended up being, okay, I want branding in a website or I just want branding. And so, yeah, but now I'm, I'm super, like I found the sweet spot. I love brand strategy and branding. That's kind of how I've really created my business. And yeah, now I'm teaching other people how to do it for their own
0: business too, which is super fun. Amazing. So we'll get into what you're doing today and what you're spending your time mostly on professionally soon. But before we do, you then add your second child into the mix uh, yeah. in amongst this. Yeah. Tell us a bit about becoming a mother of two. This admittedly terrifies me. <laughs>
1: so I think about a year into, no, it wasn't a year because I was still living in Melbourne. Um. So after COVID hit, it was during that phase of like, what am I going to do? I guess I'll start doing this web design course. We were really not doing a lot. We weren't seeing people. You would know we weren't going anywhere. It was really boring. So me and my partner were just like, let's just stop not like, stop trying to not get pregnant and just see what happens. And like got pregnant pretty much immediately, which I know is not possible for many people, but I, I was still shocked because I thought, I'm breastfeeding. They say that if you're breastfeeding, it won't happen so quickly. And it was like honestly, like such a shock. And we quickly realized that as soon as the borders were opening, we were moving back to where we came from, which is where we live now. Um that's where you have family around so you much. for the support. Yeah, yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Cause we were like, well, we can barely do it down here with one child. No. How the hell are we going to do it with two? So we knew like as soon as those borders were opening, we were moving back. And so that's that was the plan. And so I was really sick for the first three months. I wasn't vomiting, but I had such severe morning sickness that I almost wanted to vomit because I was like, maybe if I vomit, it would just go away. Mm-hmm. But so the first three months I was pretty hopeless. Um, I just sat around the backyard with my kid while he played and my husband was at work. And then as soon as he'd get home, I'd get in the bath and read a book And like eat chips or something. I just, I couldn't (laughs) do anything. I just felt like, honestly, it was so hard. So brutal. And I'm so lucky that we had nothing to do at the time. Because I don't know how people do it when they have like a lot on. And then I guess it was really messy, that whole journey, because we had to pack a whole house and move it interstate without much help. And that with a toddler that was literally ripping stuff out of boxes the whole time, that was just so full on. And cause I guess I was pregnant, so it made it a bit more difficult. Um, and then we were like living with family during the first three months of so that was really hard because we had no space. We're in a tiny little room together with a breastfeeding toddler and a very emotional pregnant person And I was trying to work and I was trying to like, I remember I had to teach, actually, I had to teach a podcasting class to um, Yarra Libraries, like do this like live podcasting. And it was so hard because I just felt like I had no space to even think about what I was doing. Um, Yeah. Thinking back, I'm like, oh, how did I do any, it was just a lot. Um, My son was a really intense two-year-old. I know a lot of two-year-olds are, I have another one now, but he was next level. He's recently Mm. been diagnosed with ADHD. So it sort of makes sense, but he would, he was a runner. So he would just, if the door was open, he'd just run off down the street. And he would actually, at one point when I was pregnant, this sort of gives you an insight into what it was like on my pregnancy journey. I was really pregnant and we went to the park and he managed to, I was talking to a friend and he managed to somehow get under the fence of the park And he, he literally, I could see him trying to get under and I was like, he won't get under there. That wouldn't Mm. be, surely they'll be safe enough that he can't, no, he got under somehow. And I had to run like, which was quite difficult (laughs) all the way over to the fence and climb the fence at like 35 weeks pregnant or something, which was so hard to do even without being pregnant Yeah, and like scale this fence and then chase him because there was a main road. So he was like running towards this main road. Oh, it was, and I, I was so stressed. Like my friend was nearly crying; she was so stressed. Her mm. son's crying because he could see the chaos. Um, I had to just pick him up and just put him in the car and go home. And I yeah, be... honestly took me about two days to come down from that.
0: Mm. Um, and there was I'm surprised there more... you didn't go into labor. Like, oh, seriously? Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah. I think the pregnancy was really intense, but also mm. yeah, the first, the first year at least was really hard to to manage this question was about work and kids wasn't it I didn't even get into that no
0: I did actually just say what was mother of a bike is a mother of two now so yeah yeah it was
1: it was hard um it's so much easier now but it was really hard sort of getting used to I think because I was such a new mum I wasn't used to having a two-year-old at all anyway before I was pregnant so it was like I was learning how to be a mum to a two-year-old I was learning how to be pregnant and have a toddler I was learning how to deal with a kid that was neurodivergent which I didn't know at the time and I was learning how to live with family without any space and find time to work and it was just all too much like I was Mm -hmm. compounded onto me and I had so many meltdowns I think that was the most emotional and explosive time of my life I just would have these
0: huge meltdowns because I just couldn't handle it. It was too much. It was too much for anyone. It's so interesting as well that you say, you hear a lot about the comforting side of becoming a mother of two is you are a mother. So you sort of know what you're in for, but you're learning. It's not so much that you're learning how to have a newborn again. You're learning how to mother the toddler. That's a really interesting Mm, point. I don't know how to mother toddlers.
1: Yeah. And then you're learning how to mother a toddler with a baby. And that's mm. like a lot of people don't have to experience that. So I think everyone's journey is just completely different in that mm. way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I, I am painting a pretty bad picture. Like I think there was actually there were some really beautiful moments too, because being pregnant with Dory as a toddler, like he was always cuddling my tummy and like talking okay. to the baby and kissing my belly. And he was really sweet and I don't know I have some really nice photos and memories of that time as well and he was like actually the funniest and cutest toddler as well but that yeah it was just a really difficult
0: time especially trying to find a way to work. If like me you're looking for safe intelligent workouts that you can practice from home during naps and between meetings our Pilates is offering all ready or not listeners a free month of access for their entire online Pilates platform, including their new pre and postnatal Pilates programs. I am loving their prenatal program, which was created by mothers Brooke and Han. Not only will you have access to their full library, you'll also be able to watch educational videos from a range of health professionals, including a dietitian women's health physio, naturopath, lactation consultant, hypnobirthing consultant and sexologist. To redeem your complimentary month of our Pilates, simply head to their website and enter the code READYORNOT when you create an account and select their monthly membership option. How did you fit work in?
1: Well, i didn't really like i just i had to and i've found this throughout my whole experience of having this business um which is why i think values are so important i talk about that a lot um but motherhood is a huge value in my business because i need to work with people that understand that i'm a mom and that my kids are really priority as much as i try and make my clients priority as much as i can there's just times where you can't make the client a priority and so i did have I was building a few websites at the time, um, but they were for friends and family. So they were all paying me and it was all fair work, but it was people that were sort of so understanding of my situation that I was able to just be like, look, it's behind and there's nothing I can do Mm. and I'll get to it when I get
0: to it. And they weren't in a rush. So it really worked out well. Mm, It's really interesting too. I've spent a lot of time around babies. I'm an auntie. I have quite significantly younger cousins, all of that. Very empathetic person, I would say. But really, until becoming a mother, I still think I wouldn't have had the patience or understanding of things falling really far behind. So that understanding is so important between parents.
1: Yes. And that's the thing. I've literally had only clients that understand that so far. And I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty conscious of like red flags in clients now that I feel like won't get it or Mm. maybe a bit difficult. Um, There was a couple of clients actually last year that I, big jobs that I turned down. I just said, like, we had a discovery call. Mm. I heard about the job. I heard about who they were. And I went, you know what? As much as I really want the money for that job, I actually don't think it's going to be worth it. Mm. And I'd rather save that space for someone that I feel like will be more aligned with me and won't expect the world from me.
0: Yeah. What do you think it takes to get to that point? Because I think... That would be a struggle for a lot of mothers. It's like take the work that you can get, especially yeah. if you're working for yourself. What do you yeah. think it took for you to be able to either financially or just sort of emotionally get to the point of being like, no, nope, I value my time too much to mm. take on work that doesn't sit well with me?
1: I don't think it's financially because at the time that's the one thing that made me think I need the I need the work because um, yeah. I was pretty much saying yes to everything for a long time. And I think it's kind of good to start, saying yes to things at the beginning because you do need the experience and you do need the work to show that you can do you know and and having the money come along with that is great like you can always do I guess free like projects for yourself to show your work or your skills but I think having the work to show and the clients that are happy to show makes it easier for you to book more clients it's sort of Mm -hmm. like a cycle so um I think a lot of it comes back to your values and I think a lot of it comes back to brand strategy, which is like my huge passion at the moment, which is, you know, like getting to the core of your why. Like, why are you actually doing it? It's If it's for the money, then just take the money and work with whoever you want. But if that's not enough for you, which I think it should be for most people, it should not um, it shouldn't be enough. I think getting to the root of like, what is the point of what you're doing? It's funny you say mm. that because I just had this memory pop up on facebook yesterday from a project that i started about i don't know 13 years ago and i've re and i had this huge epiphany of like whoa i've actually been doing a very similar thing throughout my whole adult life and it's not like i'm gonna just look up what i wrote it's not the same um i guess outlet or the same skills but i've always been i guess in my own words it says here um inspired from my seemingly endless yearning for something more. I started talking to my successful friends and discovered that no one actually knows what the hell they're doing. And I think it's so interesting because it's like, again, it's getting to the core and the purpose. And that's always been such a huge interest for me. And I thought it was just motherhood, but it's actually been this, this sort of thread throughout my whole entire life. That's why I loved photography. That's why I love design. That's why I've always been creative minded I think all of these projects and all of that interest comes from like really understanding the core and the purpose of why you want to do something and is it like what's it going to do for the world and who is it Mm. going to what kind of change is it going to create for people and how will it help people and that's really what I think businesses should be looking at and especially um, individual freelancers or whoever is sort of listening I guess when you understand that and you know exactly what the purpose of what you're doing is, you'll know yeah. who to work with because you'll know exactly who is going to that is going to create change for and who you're going to enjoy supporting through that process, if that makes mm, sense.
0: A hundred percent. And that why, as you say, yeah. it obviously was a thread forever, but I think it really is exacerbated when you become a mother because it's oh, not yeah. even just the why of why you might choose a work avenue, yeah. but it's like coming back to your why of, okay, if I'm going to leave my child, why am I doing that? And like identifying all of those things that come together to make you feel good Mm. and validated in your choices almost.
1: That's huge because I think, and there's a really interesting concept as well that I find of like, I guess there's work and then there's creative work. And I think it's even without the motherhood element, a lot of people sort of disregard creative work as not being important work. Mm. And this came up during COVID too, because it was like, oh, the creative industries, they're complaining. And it's like, yeah, well, what are you going to do to enjoy your life? Are you just going to sit around and stare at the wall? Or are you going to be involved in the creative industries and like consuming that? Mm. And I think especially mothers, it's like, you want time to paint? You want time to take photos? You're a mom. You should be working and making money. And and it's so hard to... to I guess, and I had to, even with a partner that's so supportive and so inspired by me and like has always backed me, Mm. there was at the beginning, there was quite a, um, it was a bit rocky with like, I'm trying to take photos here. Like I need time and it's like, you know, but I've got to work and it was really hard to sort of, I'm trying to find the words, like claim that space and claim Mm -hmm. that time and I think it's always been difficult, but now I'm at a place where actually the money has proven to everybody, including my family who've always been supportive. But I guess there was, I think, a lot of doubt there forever until mm. now. It's like, once you actually do start making the money and going, I'm supporting the whole family here, this is legit. It's like, oh, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I see now, you know, and That's um, interesting. it's easier to ask for help because it's like, I've always found it really hard because I work from home to be like, I need time to Mm. work. I can't just work with the kids at my feet because I can't concentrate on what I'm doing and I can't do good work for my clients. So I need time Mm -hmm. without them here. Can I please have your help? And then, you know, it takes a really long time to get to that, that place.
0: That is so interesting. So can you tell us about what you are mainly working on today through Sun mother and your education work as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's mostly, I guess, branding. So I my tagline at the moment is um, transforming brands from super generic to completely magnetic. And it's about like, I guess, so many people get excited about their business idea. And I'm I used to be this person too, even as a designer. And I would just quickly whip something up and put it up on the internet and be like, hey, here's my thing, follow it. And I think that's great in some ways, but I think if you're not actually strategizing and thinking, and strategy sounds like a boring word, but I I love it. I mean, strategy as in like, what are your values here? Like, who are you actually targeting here? Who do you want to engage in this? Because if you're trying to target everyone, you're actually targeting no one. And so if you're just relying on your friends and family to support you, you're not going to get very far as well. Like you need to actually find a thread that's going to connect with people And you need to create that and and sort of emulate that in a visual way so that people can see and be magnetized towards you that you want to be magnetized towards you, if that makes sense. Mm. So I'm sort of um, supporting my clients, which is my one-to-one work by doing that for them and with them which is I love doing, but I can only fit so many people into my year. And then I'm now doing, um, I have a course called Birth My Business and it's about like people who want to birth their business basically and or rebirth their business. And it sort of talks them through the real core and the strategy and the purpose, which I think a lot of people think, oh, I don't need that part because I know what I'm doing. But almost every single person is like, whoa, why didn't I think of this? Like, this is so important. And then we go through, um, brand strategy. And then we go through brand um, design and mood boarding and concepts and sort of design information. And then website, how to like create your website that actually converts your clients and how to make it work. And then marketing and sort of like audience growth and stuff like that. Mm. So it's sort of everything. And it's a bit more detailed than my one-to-one client work because I've sort of given them everything from the back end. Um, And I'm really hoping that it's going to change people's businesses. This is the first round. So we're yet to see, mm. but so far the feedback's been really good. So, and I love it. It's so like, I really love helping people. That's like, I guess part of, yeah, changing people's lives for the better. Like that's what I want to be doing I want mums to be able to make money like Mm. I was able to you know that and a lot of your
0: clients are mothers aren't they yeah yeah
1: I love working actually you know what um the client that we're both your friend that we're working with at the moment Mm. is my first male client ever oh amazing yeah so that's like a big whoa this is new but I'm happy to help uh, another like obviously I'm not like restricting no that's just where your niche has sort of fallen that's my niche yeah yeah totally
0: And so what does a work week look like for you now as a business owner, someone working for themselves? How often do your kids go to daycare? All of that sort of stuff. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's been um, a work in progress. But this year for the first year, we've got four days for my eldest, who's nearly four. And he's like really settled in there. He's got heaps of friends. The educators all know him so well. He's really loved. And my almost two-year-old, she's there three days. Um, She took to it really well as well. And then she's with my husband um, on Wednesdays, which can be tricky because I'm working from home. So even though she's here with him, she's like a mum addicted child, which is like totally normal. I know. (laughs) Sounds really weird the way I said that. But she's like screaming for me. (laughs) Uh, She screams for me sometimes and it's just like really hard because I feel guilty. Like I can't just ignore it. And so trying to like tap out is hard. So he'll need to take her out. And um, Friday, oh, and my husband works um, evenings, so sort of three to seven-ish. So generally, someone else will pick them up from daycare for me, which is the amazing part about living their family. Mm. And so I get a couple of extra hours work in because that was cutting my days shorter. And then um, my husband will, yeah, work three nights. And then Fridays is usually family day, but now my husband works half of that day. So yeah, weekends, I always take off. Fridays, I usually take off, but as you probably know, there's been so many weeks already this year where we've had gastro or the flu or whatever,
0: and it's just Ugh, literally it's like endless. completely yeah ruined my week. It's amazing. You feel like you can never actually trust your schedule for the first time ever yeah, when you're yeah, sort of the master yeah. of your own ship and there's no kids. You're like, cool, I've got this, this, and this one. Yeah. But now I'm like, I don't know if this recording is going to go ahead. I've cancelled yeah. it. I think we've had to move this twice already. Yeah. And you feel so guilty, but you're like, I literally can't do anything about yeah. it. That's it. There's no control. Yeah. yeah. And just on this, you actually had to cancel coming down to Melbourne for a really exciting uh, event yeah. that you are moderating. <laughs> Can yeah. you tell us a bit about that and how that felt? Oh,
1: it felt awful. I was looking forward to that for so long. Hayley and I, Hayley who created Hal magazine, which is an incredible magazine, which I was so lucky enough to be able to brand the whole like design of that um, that brand, I should say. Mm. So yeah, I had such a great time with Hayley, like in the creation of the branding process So we became quite close. And I really love talking with her. And she asked me to be the moderator of the event. And I was like, Whoa, that is so cool. I would love to do that. It's like my absolute cup of tea to be able to talk about that kind of stuff. And so I spent ages like really delving into motherhood literature. Again, it used to be a huge thing that I love to read. And I sort of haven't had as much time I've been sort of more focusing on branding lately so I got right back into it and I was really excited to just have an open-ended conversation about motherhood and also go back to Melbourne I had like hadn't been back since we left and see some friends I imagine see
0: friends and And not be a mum sort of I mean obviously you're still a mum but just be away from your kids for like a
1: bit of time (laughs) it was it would have been the first time ever being away from both the kids Mm. so I, I was like really it took a lot of planning yeah. everything was organized. Literally the afternoon before I was leaving, I picked my kids up from daycare. My bag was packed and everything took them to their grandparents' house for an hour um, before my husband finished work. Cause we were going to pick him up on the way home. And we got my, my youngest was in the car on the way to her grandparents' house was saying, go home mama. And I was like, that's funny. Cause she never normally says that. And I thought, oh, she's probably just had an off day. So we went to the grandparents' house, took her inside like sat her in the playroom and literally like a minute later I'm catching vomit in my hands I didn't I don't know what it is with mothers but like I always have this reflex of catching the vomit it's like a new it's
0: like I caught my son's head the other day I was in the other corner of the room and I was like how did I actually get there
1: (laughs) yeah the reflex is pretty intense but yeah I thought oh maybe she just ate something bad and I'm trying to convince myself it wasn't gastro but she continued to vomit like Four or five times in that hour, and I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" First of all, so like, typical. I feel guilty leaving her like this because she's a breastfed baby. She's breastfed to sleep. This was
0: supposed to be the weaning journey beginning. Mm. And how Which am I supposed also to leave her? Such an easy way for a mum to cut oh, too, because I you're like, know. you don't have to feel guilty about just choosing not to feed. You're literally not there.
1: Yeah, and that's been a nice always transition. Been the plan. Yeah, mm. and so it was going to be great. I was like, she'll be happy with her with her dad. It'll be fine. But then I thought I can't leave her vomiting with him without me and the boob. Cause that's like the only mm. thing that comforted her. Mm. But then also I had this huge, I've got like massive paranoia about getting sick. I'm a huge hypochondriac. And so I was like, I can't, fathom like getting on the plane and getting gastro and then going to stay with my friends who have kids and giving them That's gastro. the other thing you're going like to a I motherhood just,
0: event like even oh, if you talk, you're okay imagine if you then woke up the next day and you were exactly.
1: sick. Exactly imagine if I, the morning of the event like oh and all these so, things
0: I'd never thought of before. It was it was <laughs> so
1: yeah it was so difficult and I felt so much guilt like I didn't want to let Hayley down I didn't want to let you know oh it was really hard. Um, mm. The funny part is the day of the flight, I got a text from Jetstar saying they cancelled the flight and they were going to refund me. And I was like, what? I got the money back for the flight. I was like, imagine if I was there at the airport waiting for this flight that got cancelled. I would have been so stressed. So
0: anyway. Wow. Isn't it amazing though, that you're saying you feel felt guilty, which of course we can't help. We don't want to let people down, our friends or anyone but you're not even mentioning how disappointing it was for yourself. to Like we should, we should feel guilty, not guilty, but we should yeah. feel sad for ourselves that we missed out on that time. Yeah. We are planning to be to ourselves, yeah. but instead of guilty to everyone else. Typical. Yeah, and you're
1: right. It was, I was really sad for myself because it was the first event that I'd ever been asked to do in person mm. and it was, yeah. And so like I did feel like I had a lot taken away from me, but I think I've become really good at just like, Getting perspective in motherhood, I, I just don't let things affect me too much anymore. Yeah. Like I think I maybe it's maybe it's not acknowledging my feelings. Maybe it's not a good thing. But I feel like sometimes I'm really good at just going, I can't yeah. do anything about that, so I'm not gonna waste my time being sad about yeah. it because what like
0: there's no Fair There's no resolution.
1: Point. Do you think
0: that comes with time? Like do you think that's when you just get better at as you become a mother to a four year old and a two year old instead of just the mother of a six month old, for example? totally comes with time Mm -hmm. I think it comes with time and it comes
1: with the amount of things that just get thrown in the bin like you just can't there's no control and I Mm. think that's been the hardest part it's like as a business owner and a Mm. mum, the lack of control it's like you sort of say you'll do something for your client or you'll be there for your students and then you're not and it's like I actually it's not it's not even me just not showing up it's literally that I don't have the choice I can't even do it And so, and trust
0: me, if I was going to either be with a sick child or in my business doing creative things, (laughs) I would pick being in my business any day of the week. From obviously, you want to care for your kids, but from a point of view, I get it. I'm not doing this to have fun. (laughs) No,
1: exactly. And I think I don't know. I think, yeah, it's again, it's so complex. But Mm. there's only so much.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There's only so much (laughs) you can do. So what about I? tend to, I notice in these conversations, lead my guests to talk about, I guess, the challenges, which I think is important to talk about, but I also really want to touch on the best bits. What's the best bits of finding success in what you're doing and doing something you love alongside your parenting? Mm. It's funny you say
1: that because I was just thinking then, geez, I've really been saying some, (laughs) I've really been painting a negative picture. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) Oh, there's so many good things. And this is, again, like comes back to why I'm doing what I'm doing in my business. And I think I really want to give other mums especially, but also dads, like anyone that parents, um, the opportunity to be around their kids. Like I know my kids are in daycare, but in comparison to if I had to drop them off and then go to Sydney for work, I'd be gone for like 10 hours a day and I would just not be around much. And then mm. I'd be so drained and also... Doing what I love literally lights me up. It sparks such a huge fire in me and I I feel alive and I feel my best self and I think it's so important to show them that. And even if you do have to work a normal job, I think just carving out that time, like making mm-hmm. it, forcing it, making sure you have that time, even if it's an hour or two a week to like do what you love, your kids need to see that. They need to see you feeling that, you know, vibrational I don't know what, how to even explain it. It's just like, I guess it's purpose. I guess it's like, even if it's like knitting, I don't know, Mm. like like whatever you want to do, you need to find something that you love to do outside of being a mom because your kids need that. And I think so many people are raised by moms that are martyrs and they just spend all of their time focused on the kids and then their kids leave and they feel like lost and sad and attached and it's really hard for them. And I think. I think I've seen that in a lot of people in my family and different generations. And I I don't ever want that. And I don't think I could possibly even be that person anyway. But I guess the best parts about working for myself are just like waking up in the morning and not stressing about getting to work. It's like I can spend my time with my kids. I can have breakfast with them. If they're having a bit of a meltdown, we can take our time with them. We don't have to yeah,
0: rush them Yeah, you're not rushing the out car. the door, trying to make yourself look like perfect, like no exactly. spillages anywhere, a hair strain It's yep. like, just pull it back, make yep. myself look presentable, but not like going into exactly. an office. Exactly. Yeah, and it's interesting too, now that my son started daycare, I'm like, there's actually quite a bit of time in the morning if I'm just coming back to work from home. I sort of thought I would never see him once he's in daycare on those days. But still, by the time... They get home and you do the bed, bath, dinner and all of that. And in the morning, you still have quite a bit of time with them. So it's not like, it's really nice for that. Yeah. And also
1: like the opportunity to literally like cancel whatever you need to cancel because it's not as big of a deal. Like you own your own business or you work from home. It's not that much of a change. Like having to call an Mm. office and be like, I can't come in today is so stressful. I remember the feeling of that and how like much I resented having to admit that I was sick and call up. Mm. And now it's like I literally am the boss of me. So Mm. as much as I still feel guilty, like it's just a completely different scenario. But also Mm. I just get I, I get so much time with my kids. I don't feel like I'm not with them when they're at daycare because it's such a short amount of time in the day and
0: Mm, oh god the day goes so quick too
1: and we can also just like choose to like not put them in daycare one day and do something else if we want to because we have that freedom like it's just it's freedom and I think like the other thing is if I do want to go on a holiday or go around Australia or whatever I want to do I can easily do that I can easily run my business that way and my husband would just watch the kids like there's just so much freedom now and It just wasn't even fathomable before when
0: I worked for someone else. So Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's really interesting you say that, actually, because I've decided now to freelance, which I'm lucky I've found enough paid work to be able to do that. But it felt like a real sort of the freedom of early motherhood, even though there's a lot of hard and scary bits in motherhood, like the freedom of sort of just being able to. I don't know, you're not going into an office all day and things look really different. And then it's this like idea of returning to an office feels like the end to that. So it's really yeah. nice to hear of people that can find ways to keep that sort of, it's almost like keeping the maternity leave going, but actually yeah. working. I don't know, that yeah. doesn't really make it does. sense.
1: <laughs> no, it does because it's like you've lost all of that sort of restraint and like mm. control over your life by someone else and now you get to sort of create create the own your own reality yeah it's, yeah, it's like there's yeah. a lot of power
0: love, in it. I think yeah I love that I love the idea of freedom attached to that so Amy if people want to find your work online but also what we haven't touched on which I don't think you're focusing on as much now because you already have so many spitting plates obviously is your podcast which I think is still so great for people to go back to listen to so can you tell us where everyone can find you online for your work and your podcast oh sure the podcast sort of I dropped that ball because I had
1: so much going on with businesses, Fair but it's enough. Mother Other. Yeah. I started that one quite a while ago and then I was, I was always planning on continuing it, but I just, yeah, it's
0: too many plates to spin. Um, so Fair you can enough. find me. It's great though. And I love the Bobby Clark episode. Yeah. I love that one. Particularly. So a I'm great going one. to throw, I'm going to shout that one out to anyone listening. Yeah.
1: That's a great episode. Um, and I also do one-to-one design work at sunmotherstudio.com or sunmotherstudio on Instagram. And from there, you'll also see I've got um, birth my business, which is
0: birthmybusiness.com and birthmybusiness on Instagram. Yeah. Amazing. I've loved hearing your story. Thanks for sharing all of your wisdom today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Ready or Not. If you liked the show please tell your friends, subscribe, or write a review. You can also find us on Instagram at readyornot.pod. That's it for today. We'll see you next time.